I'm not trying to do that. I said, who that? I said, who that? Who that? I'm not trying to do that. I said, who that? I said, who that? Who that? I'm not trying to do that. I said, who that? I said, who that? Who that? I'm not trying to do that. I said, who that? I said, who that? Hello, everybody. This is Tofree Gator. It's been a little bit. Uh, Hammer Suit is here. How's it going, Hammer? Good. I am uh, purposely making sure Tebow is not a number one seed. <laughs> Thank you for your service in that regard. Uh, and Zlatan Diego is here as well. As well done. I have I have trouble even writing it, let alone saying it. I don't think I could do that. It's tough. He's very excited for the new era in Tampa. You're a Tampa Bay fan? Well, I am now. Oh, you are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took uh, I took a few years a few years off. You know, honestly, just as a masochist, but also I would love to see the reactions of everyone else. I would love a New England Patriots and, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl just to like see the amount of salt that would be produced from Tom Brady and the Patriots being there again. Very funny. Yeah. Um. So what's uh what's been going on, guys? Pretty much the same here. Just a typical April. Um, nothing different, really. Just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. My lifestyle has not changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually working more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, yeah. If, if you're listening right now and wondering if he's joking, he is not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. We're going to talk about some, like, football and stuff uh, because I think most of us are – to some extent, burnt out on talking about the relentless doom and gloom that's been going on for a while now. Um, but, I mean, it is real. It is affecting sports, obviously. Um, I don't know. how do Where do we want to start oh, uh, this? Here, I'm, I'm going to start, actually, because I have a question that you just kind of, you made, you made me think of this. Um, is this what we're all feeling right now on a daily basis? Is this kind of how a Georgia fan feels, like, all his life. I mean, just constant doom and gloom, always expecting the worst. Um, everything's going to go badly. Is this just standard wow. for them? Well, it's... I don't know. I haven't started licking my ass yet, so I can't really say that I've bought into the full experience yet, but maybe on the broad strokes, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just getting a small taste of this so far. Not quite a taste of the ass, just the taste of the Georgia experience. <laughs> Yeah. I had to I had to mute myself. I started laughing so hard I didn't want to <laughs> overwhelm the pod. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, uh, the, around this time we would be normally. I don't even know when the spring game was scheduled originally. The eighteenth, uh, I think, of April. So we're missing out on spring practice, uh, which a- actually may benefit us. Not not missing it entirely, but uh, I think that it'll hurt us less than it may some other teams experienced we are i think it's gonna you're gonna see a major impact for us on the freshmen who didn't get to enroll early um you know in the eventuality i think the season's still gonna be played out i think we're gonna see a lot more red shirts from those guys than we anticipated just because they're not gonna have a tent the time in the uh, weight room with savage that we expect them to have yeah i think it's a mixed bag for us um I mean, it's so much of what we do seems to be predicated on player development and like, you know, what we do in the spring. Um, 
And so I, I think that is going to hurt us in that regard. Um, but, you know, it's like relative to what some other teams are doing. You know, we at least have um, consistency within the program. Like we aren't breaking in new coordinators. We aren't really breaking in a whole lot of new starting players. I mean, you know, some, but not not above average. Um, so, I, I mean, I I think that there are a lot of teams that are really going to be hurting with this yeah. lack of development time. I mean, we're bringing in major key veterans back. You got Kyle Trask coming back, so he'll help with the offense. Most of the offensive line is returning. Um you know, like we got Damian Pierce coming back in the running game. So we got a lot of solid guys on offense. On defense, you got Marco Wilson. Um, you have uh, Dean, who's going to be back in the safety, in, in like a safety, you know, secondary role. You know, we have, um, and we're not really, we've replaced one coach. So versus most other teams where they're replacing whole staffs, you know, like you have like uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the SEC. Yeah, I I wouldn't want, to be breaking in, uh, for instance, an entirely new offensive system, offensive coordinator, and transfer starting quarterback, um, personally, and what, four starting offensive linemen, um, that's not a situation I would be particularly comfortable with and you know, at, at this point in time. Um, and I wouldn't want to be breaking in an entirely new coaching staff in their first ever job at a P5 level. Oh, yeah, for sure. You talk about, uh, talk about uh, Norvell over at Florida State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. You did put those puzzle pieces together, correct. That's all so right. I, my, yeah. my, my memory is bad now because of you know, Corona, but I, I got there. I got there eventually. Too many maybe, Coronas? Yeah, lay off the alcohol and maybe you won't have that issue. Um, yeah, it's so like we almost have the an opposite – like our, like our issues and our benefits, I guess, or our strengths are going to be almost the opposite of what Georgia has. They're, you know, they think they got a new offensive coordinator, so they have the new system. They have a new quarterback, um, so they're they're swapping out a lot on offense when and they need that extra time. But then on the flip side, they also have they're just loaded with talent, loaded with players. And I mean, yeah, we have some good players. We're not loaded though necessarily. So it's um, it'll be just kind of interesting to see which one hurts you more in the long run. And we're just really not going to know because we don't know exactly how they're training and how that, how that uh, just changes right. everything. Uh, but, but I, in the same vein, just like you said, uh, Florida state almost has the issue everywhere where you're breaking in all the new players. You don't have any talent. You bring in new coordinators. So obviously they're going to struggle. Um, it'll be fun. I think, I think uh, we, we may even get another losing season out of them. If all goes according to plan. God, that would be wonderful. I remember the, uh, I would like to thank, there's uh, a bird grant for giving me this amazing meme of, if you feel like a 30 day quarantine is a long time, just remember it's been 828 days since Florida state has had a winning season in football. <laughs> yeah. So wait, does that mean by the time the season starts? Oh, I don't know the exact timing, but are we going to get to a thousand days? We, we, days we could. Yeah. yeah. It's not, as long, right? it's not as long as 40 years in terms of championship draft for Georgia, but it's okay. going to be a long time. Seems, seems worthy of a CFB post, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I was considering making a post of um, just the teams since their last winning season and just having all the different P5 teams or all the, you know, all the teams. Right. 
Yeah. I, I didn't so, know if it was going to be worth the effort. Yeah, I was, I was going to try and make it to where it's subtle, but again, they'll probably just remove it. Maybe not worth it. It's not it's not a it's not a meme post, which is the only thing that that goes like, you know, what if what if your coach was a hot dog? What toppings would he have or some stupid shit like that? That place is the worst. <laughs> well, <laughs> I fucking hate that. <laughs> I, I hate those people so much. <laughs> no, let's let's remove like legitimate football talk because it might be a little bit me. It might. It might make some people have an argument in the comments. Instead, let's have like 18 posts a day about like what breakfast cereal your team is. Fuck and then, of course, re- regurgitating all the same fucking memes about the same damn coaches. Team. How, how do you, it's always going to be Orgeron. And... How do you really yeah. feel, Toph, about RCFP? I don't like it. If I'm being honest with you guys, <laughs> not a huge fan. <laughs> no, our... our uh... Our boy Hammersu is doing a, some kind of cooking competition, like a recipe challenge on there. And I was saying that he needs, and I still can't remember the, the name of the mod. Who's the one that's all hipstery with uh, the, the Fu Manchu or whatever it is? So, which mod is that? Is it the cool, the cool professor guy the, with, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, wacky, one, the, with the wacky shiny shirts? Yeah, he does like the Toys for Tots uh, drive and I don't yeah. know. It he works seems like a good day. guy. He seems like yeah. a good guy. I was saying, I was saying, Hammer needs to make his chicken dish with his face on it to win this time. Like he needs to get the guy's face implemented. In him. Gotta go all out. <laughs> Hands are to the, the masses. Just get a custom brand and just brand my chicken. Yeah, yeah. Or for your for your dessert, you could do a cake. I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not a chef or anything, but I think you could find a way. Anyways, <laughs> but your 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 uh, food posts have looked just delicious. Well, they have looked it. amazing. Yeah, I've been very impressed. I didn't know you had that in you. So. I didn't either. So I just, uh, yeah, I just said, "Fuck it, let's." Uh, I'm bored. I can't leave my house because if I do and I get coronavirus, I'll probably die. So right. let's just make shit and see what happens. And so uh, what? It, what? What? Uh, you know what? I don't know if we want to go down this path, but like, when is the last time you went out, like, in any meaningful way? I mean, I've gone physically outside, like to like the area in front. Like, out, of out like normal, like, uh, like right, regular. but like oh, out, like, yeah. Oh, um, end of February. Wow, and you, re- you really uh, cut yeah. it off early. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, like, like, I mean, like, I get the occasional interaction with like, I was telling Zlatan, like, a nurse gets to come in and and see me and um, make sure I'm good. And then I also get my neighbor, um, this kid that goes to NYU to get groceries for me. But otherwise, like I'm in my house because I can't leave, unfortunately. If I get right. coronavirus, that's it for, for me, unfortunately. Um, my doctors have told me that I need to make sure that I do not have contact as much as possible while this is going on. Yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, I've been stuck at home just uh, cooking because I have nothing else to do. So I'll, I'll probably be like fat as shit when I get out of here, which is which would actually be pretty nice because I look like Skeletor right now. Yeah, I think for me it's been uh, upwards of six hours <laughs> since I had to go. <laughs> I had to stop and get groceries on the way home from work. And was... <laughs> so I I live in in the area where I live, like in this adjacent town. It is like this massive retirement community. It's like a, a little slice of like South Florida. If they took that and put it like in Middle Tennessee, that's like this town. Um, 
And so I stopped for groceries and like I go in and I saw literally one other person in that grocery store who was under 70 years old. <laughs> and that is not an exaggeration. And like, I was worried. I, I was really concerned. Like, did I not realize that this is like the senior hour? Because, you know, a lot of those stores are doing that now. And so like I'm, I'm walking through and, and I go out and I look at the door and it's not, you know, there's, it's just normal hours. And then I realize, like, oh, wait, no, that's just literally everyone who lives in this town. Yeah, that's just where we are. <laughs> I'm trying to think, uh, whatever, yeah, whatever the day was that that uh, the NBA, like the, the the guy who was fucking around at the microphone, they're like, oh, he has a virus. And oh, the NBA um, basically shut it, down that day. Whatever that Gobert? day was. Gobert yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck so that that guy. Yeah, so I, I finished out that week at work, and then since then I've been pretty much locked in my house with the occasional grocery trip. So, you know. That guy, that, that guy, that, that guy single-handedly shut down the NBA in like 24 hours. I mean. He, he, should, yeah. get def- he should get defensive player of the century. I mean, honestly, like, like maybe he saved them. Maybe he did them right. a favor. Yeah. <laughs> in, his, in his own weird way. In his completely narcissistic way, he uh, shut everything down. So he's a hero. He's really looking out for everybody. Indeed. He reminds than, me of the, yeah, remi- you know, reminds me of the thousands and thousands of fans and players. Like, <laughs> you're he's like, welcome. He's like the bad guy from The Incredibles. Like, he doesn't really have any powers. He just wants everyone to like love him, and so he did that. That's yeah, he does. Sick movie yeah. reference. I appreciate <laughs> you being being a big enough man to make that particular reference. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite movie, but I don't hate the movie. Yeah. What's we're not gonna, okay? It's not. It's not. It's not like. It's not no. like Moana. Yeah. It's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. No. 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 It's. I don't. Listen. We're not going to open this Pandora's box. I've already. <laughs> I've already really let know. us. I've already led us astray into Corona talk, which we talked about not talking about. So. True. Yeah. Let's talk about some happy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll transition. This, this, pod, is, uh, this podcast is going to go everywhere today. Isn't it awesome? I'm, I'm going to have to take. I'm going to have to take people in the right direction here. The NFL draft is going to happen. Uh, however remotely it is, it will be occurring because the NFL has a lot of money and they want to make more. So I, I'm wondering, obviously the, the remote thing is going to affect it, but I'm wondering how much our team's decisions going to be affected by all this. Are they going to want to take players, hey, this guy's a little more game ready. He's not going to need as much practice time because obviously there's going to be some potential practice issues in the near future or issues in limited team contact. I'm wondering, uh, guys like Van Jefferson, who know their routes, who know how to practice, who uh, can pick up playbooks very quickly, are they going to get a little bit of a boost in this? That's not an unfair uh, hypothesis. I feel like they could. Um, I don't know if that's going to be – like. there's going to be a lot of teams that are still going to try to go for those workout warriors. Guys are on their boards, but – yeah, I can see guys who are more game ready, who need less development, less polish to, to, to be able to put on the field immediately to get it probably a boost. Guys that might have been maybe picked in the later of the second or beginning of the third day might get you know picked higher up in the beginning of the second, possibly late first, depending on needs and, and the impact that they could potentially make if the season started when it's supposed to start, if that makes sense. Versus like a player who maybe they require much more hands-on work. You have to really watch them and keep on top of them. Maybe those guys are going to drop a little further just because 
guys that have the guys that have, have that known, much. Yeah. And guys who have a known history of like not taking care of themselves when they're not when they're not required to are probably gonna yeah. get like a big hit in the draft because teams know they're not gonna have as much time this year in the offseason workouts to develop these guys to make sure that they're eating right, the nutrition's there. Cause that's what like teams are big into that. And you're gonna get guys who maybe have those character flags when they're being interviewed or being evaluated are gonna drop because the teams don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with a six foot four, 250 pound linebacker showing up at 285 pounds in November. So I wonder how it's going to affect, like you said, Zlat, guys like Van Jefferson, but like in, in the sense of guys who are recovering from injuries because he just had, didn't he just have to have, did he have surgery on his foot? I think he had something. Yeah, yeah. I can't he had, he had a he had, he had a minor procedure that yeah. prohibited prohibited him from being able to work out at the combine, but would not right. have prohibited him from being able to do his pro day. Unfortunately, the pro day is not happening now. Um, right, and, and but, so, uh, but even even in the context of of guys like that or like uh, Tua, who are still rehabbing from injuries, I have to imagine a lot of that rehab type of work has been put on hold to some extent, or may be hampered the problem you're going to have there too though is that these teams can't get a proper evaluation of these guys now so like yeah like tua and van jefferson's you know their teams their agents can say oh they're doing fine they're great but these teams aren't actually allowed to go evaluate them in terms of like making sure that they're properly you know like the physical is there and because most of these players probably can't leave the states they're in right now um or you know, can't, there's travel bans in a lot of places, and most of these doctors who do work for NFL teams, their services are needed elsewhere right now, and so they're not actually even doing work for the league. Um, you know, there's a lot of surgeons that are working in the ER to help out with coronavirus patients right now because there's an overwhelming amount of need there. Um, so these teams can't even get proper valuations. So guys who had injury concerns going into the draft they could get actually negatively impacted even more. So like it goes to your opinion, Zod. It's like, yeah, Van Jefferson is game ready. He's polished. You may not have the most potential out of all of these guys, but he's ready to go. But unfortunately, he had surgery on a foot, and now these guys can't even know if he's even good enough to even play yet. Um, they have no idea how that's healing, if he's rehabbing properly, because they can't evaluate it. So it could end up actually hurting him more, even though he is more game ready. It's interesting to think about. So that that'll be. Um, I, I actually had I had forgotten <laughs> that that he had the issue, um, whatever the foot issue was. So I wasn't even considering that. So that's a little sad. But uh, another player that I was wondering, Michael P. Ryan, um, like a guy like a guy like that who you know, it's just you know what you're going to get. He's put his film on the field, but he's obviously a hard worker, and you know he knows he knows what he's doing. So I just. I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping that he gets a little boost from it. I don't know if we have very many players who, outside, aside from injuries, I'm going to throw that to the, to the side here. I don't know if we have many players coming out who have that real huge concern about their work ethic or, or do these guys uh, train well? Do they do they work hard on their strength and all that and uh, learning the playbook? Um, no. I can see a few players being hurt. All of you guys, teams. all of our draft eligible guys for this draft are solid character wise um like you know jakai polite was that guy last year who had 
you know, concerns with working out properly and not taking it seriously. And I don't, I haven't heard anything about any of our guys this year doing that. Um, so I think everyone that's eligible to be drafted this year for Florida, they're all ready to go. Like they, like, and I think also, honestly, Ja'Kai Polite might have been a blessing in disguise for them. Like seeing a guy with this much talent, with first round aspirations, getting mock drafted by everyone and their mom in the first round, you know, top tier defensive player at Florida was like name recognition dropped to like the third round because of character concerns and is like not, not even in the league <laughs> and it hasn't even been a season. Um, and so like all of these guys like Zuniga and Grenard and, and P Ryan and, and, you know, in Cleveland and if any of them had any thoughts about, Oh, I could probably coast my way into the NFL. That was completely shot with polite, literally not even being in the league anymore after a season. Hello? What? Yeah, that's so, a, that's a, yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know where to transition from there. <laughs> yeah. Real, real kick, real kick in the ass for some of these guys. <laughs> you, should, you, should actually, you should leave whatever that pause, that pause just for the listeners. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I know we normally try and edit this stuff, but sometimes it would be fun just to have the unfiltered, awkward pauses that we go through. You just remove the top one of to record. Just remove my hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I, I, thought, I, 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 I didn't see you guys like there anymore, and so I was like, "Fuck!" Was I just just talking to nothing. The hello, um, hello, kind of makes it actually. I think that needs to stay if we have the pause too. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a way. We always do. Yeah. So, um, so okay. So, any we, we've discussed the draft and kind of where some guys are going to go. Anything that we're expecting to be a little different, just in particular, besides the whole uh, just not being able to work out and how that affects things. I am interested to see, um, you know, how they will do the, like the cutaway to a view of the players being drafted in their homes. And like, you know, they're having the big party and everybody's there. Like, do they still try to do that? And like, are those guys still going to be having a big party with all of their family? Or is it just going to be like them by themselves sitting on the couch? I'm interested to see what that looks like. I think they're all put up like like a periscope or something. I mean, well, they use 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 TikTok, TikTok reactions. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but you know, something like that. No, I'm actually I'm actually hoping it's like all these guys just sitting in their rooms with like their boxers and like fucking white socks just chill and watch themselves get drafted as they're eating Cheetos. It's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be an amazing. I'd, I'd just be like, like, cool, this guy's going to be the next Pro Bowl linebacker, guys. And he's just chilling, you know. Some of them clearly have, like, the extra 15 or 20 pounds of quarantine weight. Like, they've clearly gone the Lendale White path of, like, yearly ballooning in the offseason. And that dude was good. <laughs> but that yeah. guy was so hilarious. That was that was like that was the pinnacle of my Titans fandom, and it was just so infuriating that like every year we continue to employ this jackass who shows up every single season like forty pounds overweight. But don't you you want consistency though? You know you know what you're gonna get with him. <laughs> You've got one job. Don't get fat. Like good god. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I do. I, NFL is all about consistency. 
I do I do want to mention some um, some feedback I've gotten from a couple of our slightly underrated guys. Um, and uh, first off, I want to say that I will be genuinely surprised if Henderson falls past the Cardinals. Apparently, he's like number one on their board um, in terms of defensive players. Where are and they? I, I don't have it in front of me. Where are I they? Think, right? I think they're I think they're the ninth pick. In the draft. Oh wow. Um, Look, look! I've been I've been saying for a while now he's going to be like a twelve, top twelve, top fifteen pick at the worst. And so the uh, the mocks are finally catching up to my so, brilliance. So there's 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 five teams that have C.J. Henderson that I have gotten confirmation for in or around the top five on their big boards in terms of just overall players: uh, the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Falcons. Um, and then you also have the Buccaneers as the fifth team. All of those guys are huge on Henderson, and they also all have needs at corner. So I'll be surprised if he, if he falls past. If he gets the Falcons at 16, I'll be really surprised um, at this point in the game. But uh, Jonathan Grenard, from what I've heard, is a lot of people are hoping that other teams are not evaluating him as strongly as they are because they love this guy. And they want him like really bad. Like, like I've I've actually heard that he is on. He's like considered. He's been getting a first round grade from a couple other teams. Um, I don't know if he'll be taken in the first round, but Grenard is beginning a first round grade from a couple of guys. Um, and then Zuniga as well is bumping up. But the biggest one that surprised me was uh, Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain has been given grades from people as third to fifth round in terms of range for draft grade. But a lot of people are giving him like first round, second round talent grades, as in he has the potential to be an elite wide receiver at the next level if he's developed properly. So there's a lot of guys looking at him too. And I'm pretty excited to see that because I really like Freddie Swain. Yeah. That's interesting. For sure. I mean, we've all seen kind of what his uh, his upside is. So it's not the the most shocking thing, but he never really got a chance to shine either. So that'd be that'd be really cool for him. Yeah. Like teams just like they, from what I heard from one of my guys is that they like his swagger. They like how he just is extremely confident, but is also very down to earth in terms of taking coaching. Like he doesn't take it personally. He asks questions. Uh, he's very mature when it comes to, you know, being on the team in the locker room, um, understands playbooks, but has really good hands and has great size and speed. And so they're like, you know, a lot of, one guy asked me, he said, why wasn't he the number one wide receiver at Florida last year? Like they were just confused as someone with his talent, not making a bigger impact in college. That is an interesting question. Why wasn't he the number? I mean, he, he kind of, I don't necessarily think he emerged as the number one guy because it wasn't, it was such a by committee thing. It wasn't really a number one guy, but like towards the end of the season, it really felt like he was, like becoming the main guy. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think it comes down to the same thing when it comes to our defensive players too, is that the staff likes to rotate. They like to rotate guys in and out and it just became a numbers game for them. I think that, um, you know, if Freddie Swain was a junior last year and was coming back this year and just him and Trevon Grimes were the two top guys, I could realistically see him having a dominant senior season. But unfortunately, you know, he wasn't able to do that when you have Cleveland, Hammond, Swain, Jefferson, Grimes, Kadarius, Tony, um, all, and then Kyle Pitts all rotating 
catches from Kyle Trask. You know, like there's, there's only so many passes that can go around, you know, in, in, a, in a football game. All right. Is there anything else that we wanted to talk about regarding the draft? No, I just wanted to pull it up to you guys. I thought it was pretty interesting that uh, um, I know Henderson is a lot of people really, really like him. And I will be shocked if he falls out of the top 15. Like, and if he does, it'll, it'll be a steal. Gets one of the most one of the most important positions, obviously quarterback's number one, but you really easy to make that argument for corner being either like the number two or three position just right there is like just having an elite corner being important. And um everybody I mean, there's a lot of really good corners out there and not many people have that upside, that combination of size and speed that Henderson brings. Uh not when many people did, anywhere. When we did a positional evaluation when it came to building our roster, the top four positions um, well, the top two on defense was defensive end and corner was the top two on defense. Um, and the top two on offense was quarterback and left tackle or right tackle if your quarterback was a left-handed quarterback. Um, so it always came down to blindside quarterback and then corner and defensive end. But corner now is starting to become, I think, a little bit more important than defensive end because so many teams are becoming very pass-heavy, you know, four or five wide receiver sets constantly. Um, and... I mean, you look at a team like, like, um, like I think the the Patriots are a good example. They have a very deep, you know, roster of corners, and that's why they had the number one pass defense in the league last year, because their number two, number three corners were better than most number one corners on on other NFL teams, and so it's it's building that. So I, I agree with you that um, corner is probably becoming right now the third most important position when it comes to building a team that's behind corner uh, quarterback, sorry. And uh, left tackle, left tackle and quarterback. I don't think will ever drop out of the top two, but which is why it was so shocking last year when Chauncey Gardner Johnson fell so far, there had to have been something else behind that. I, I, I firmly believe that uh, a guy who could lock down the nickel position shouldn't be going in the fourth round. Oh yeah. And the saints just showed everyone that they're stupid because he was dominant last year for a rookie and should have a great career as long as he stays healthy. I mean, and that position's important. Um, I think you, a former Florida Gator does the same thing for New England. Um, uh, J.C. Jackson, you know, he used to play Florida for like a couple years, and then he transferred because he got arrested, I believe, yep. went, to, went to Maryland. Um, well, he's considered the best nickel corner in the NFL right now. Like, you know, he's just the best. And the Patriots paid him appropriately. They gave him like a huge contract over the offseason. And... He's their number three corner. He's right behind Gilmore and um, Jason McCourty and their cornerback roster. And you're thinking, well, why do they pay their third corner so much money? It's because they see the value of having elite nickel corners, having an elite secondary in that capacity is that nine times out of ten, they'll win you matchups. Um, you know, so to bring, this full, to bring this full circle, I'm really excited for the, uh, the Bucks to be that elite cornerback team this year now that they have Tom Brady. Um, I think they could take over that spot now. Yeah. That, that, joke, that joke didn't land how I wanted it to, but, but you get the idea. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but his left hand has been a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan for about 35 minutes. And um, it's pretty exciting to see how, how excited he is about the future of that team. Oh, it's been ever, ever since uh, they finally uh, committed to not committing to Winston. I've been... I finally got back on board. What was it like for you growing up in the heyday of Tampa Bay football in that like two year stretch of good teams they had? 
Yeah, let me tell you something. There was a year, and I can't remember if the, I think the seasons might have not been the same season, but it was within the same calendar year where the Buccaneers and the Lightning both won their respective championships. Oh it was glorious. God. It was glorious. Yeah. You can't really top that feeling. Um, pretty much the greatest, or arguably the greatest uh, NFL defense of all time. So, like right up there, uh, easily. Yeah, top five. for sure. So I mean, it was um, it was fun. I've been used to watching defensive teams because I went straight from that to watching uh, Must Champ and the Gators. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you know, you know, I'm uh, I'm very well versed in in defensive hard nosed football with uh, quarterbacks like Brad Johnson leading the way and winning Super Bowl rings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where what uh, where do you put the credit for that? Uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl win because that team was were they they were coached by um, Gruden, yeah, right, and uh, and t- but t- it Tony had been, built him. yeah, right, yeah. I, I put the credit on Ronnie Kiffin, uh, the defensive coordinator. He sure, built that team. Right. Um, I think he might have been there through that whole time with both coaches. I'm yeah, I think mistaken. he was. Uh, but I mean, it's the kind of thing. It's like you need both. It just like with um, Zook and Meyer, Meyer wouldn't have won a championship as quickly as he did if he had come in using a McElwain roster. He needed the Zook roster. So, right. um, yeah, Tony Dungy built it and Gruden took it home. I I don't give very much credit to Gruden because I don't think he's that great, put it that way. But I don't like Tom Gruden. Yeah, that's where I, I would agree with that. Yeah, so uh, that, that's those are my NFL thoughts. I'm trying to think um, what else we can cover. Um, the uh, The Mike Leach tweet. Is oh, one yeah. thing that I have, have written down here. I think it's stupid he posted it, but I also think it's stupid the insane amount of reaction he's getting from it. Um, I yeah. just think I think the whole situation is just, just really stupid. Yeah, I mean that can be said of like most things that happen on Twitter. It's it's dumb that something happened, but then like the the backlash ends up being just as dumb or dumber much of the time, and yeah. it's just it's a just a stupid situation all around. One of those things where it's um, that that's a risk you're going to run when you're a school in Mississippi and you hire a free speaking coach like Mike. Leach. Oh, yeah. Like because yeah. Mike, Mike Leach is a yeah. fuck. Obviously, he does not intend to to offend people or anything like that. Like he's not like a super offensive. Just like he's not he's not trying to throw around slurs or make fun of any of that stuff. But you know that he is going to run the risk of saying some stupid shit like that or posting a meme or sharing something like that. And honestly, he'll do it again. As long as he's there, he's going to do that. Um, so, yeah, maybe a lesson learned from him. And uh, they'll, we'll see how, how they take to that. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. The whole reaction the whole reaction was over, an overreaction. For but, sure. I mean, you you know what you're uh, – at, at the same time, if you're Leech, you can't be that surprised looking at yeah. this. I mean, he knows, he knows what he got into. And if you're Mississippi State, you can't be surprised that – your boy Leach went and did that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think this is this is an illustration of why this is going to burn fast, hot, and bright. You know, I mean, like what what's the shelf life on Leach at Mississippi State? Five years tops. I, I yeah, say, I say two and a half, unless he has five like is, amazing five is a seasons. Long time. Five is a long time. Here's a real question: um, Is there any chance that both Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach are around three years from now? <sighs> wow. No. No. Yeah, I think one of them will. I think so. Well, I'm, yeah, but both. I'm, I'm saying both of them. Will they oh, both, both be around in three? Like, will they both survive more than two seasons? How I think this is going to go is I think Lane Kiffin is going to surprise everyone and actually have a solid 
career at Ole Miss and then take a better job. I think that. Mike Leach <laughs> is going to hate being at Mississippi State so badly. He's going to yeah. take a demotion somewhere back to the West Coast so we can get the fuck out of there. Um, I think yeah. both of those happen within the next three seasons. I don't get what he was thinking and going Mike, there. Mike, because isn't Mike Leach like, like I'm not going to get into at, at all about this, but isn't Mike Leach like a very free spoken Democrat person? Right? I don't <laughs> in a, actually it, know. He's in a heavily red state. So I, I thought I, he, I thought he was like, I think he's like libertarian type. Yeah, I think I like, think he's one of those more awkward, not not yeah. a straight up one side yeah. or the other. Yeah, because he, he has posted right. some stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to go well with your the majority of your fan base, my dude. Um, and uh, and that's not that's not being mean to those fans. It's just like that's not what they're going to agree with, and and I still think it's gonna it's not going to work out. Um, I don't think he is a good fit for that school. I think the hire is amazing for the memes and the potential of how insane it's going to be. But when he got hired, I was like, Mike Leach at Mississippi State? No, I could see Mike Leach being like the coach at Miami more so than Mississippi State. Does that make sense? Like, he's a little bit, he's just he's, he's too crazy for an extremely it, conservative state. It doesn't work I, in the Deep South. It needs to be like in the mountains, it, you know, like he would work uh, in Appalachia or West, West Virginia. Yeah. I, I think, I think the issue is I don't think it works in the deep South and I don't think it works with rabid fan bases. Yeah. I, I don't know if it would work in Miami. I, I maybe it would, maybe it would. Then I'm a rabid fan base. Obviously. I just don't know if he fits Miami, but like, well, I mean, perfect, I don't, the perfect job for him would be, miss, would be, uh, would be West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah, off yeah. In the mountains, yeah, a good school. All, I mean, tech, Texas tech was great. Honestly, Washington yeah. state was great, but he, pro- he just, probably does meth. So he probably fit right in to West Virginia. Um, like maybe like <laughs> Iowa. allegedly, allegedly <laughs> that's, those are the words of hammer suit and do not reflect the views or opinions of other people associated with the Florida Gator subreddit. They allegedly do not reflect our opinions. <laughs> <laughs> But Lane Kiffin, like Ole Miss is such a perfect spot for him. Like it's just the right amount of like douchebaggery and sleaze that I think he's going to fit in there. But I think he's, I think he actually has learned his lesson because I was watching, not closely, but I was watching him coach at FAU and they had some solid teams. Like they were doing decent in terms of the talent he was able to bring into a school that doesn't bring in a whole lot of talent. And he was doing well there. I think he might actually surprise some people, and I will. I'm calling it now. I think he's going to be the first Saban assistant to beat him, and it's going to be amazing. Um, and uh, I think he's going to end up leaving for a better job in the next couple of years. So, uh, uh, I could see that for sure. Pretty big statement right there. Um, let uh, I guess one. Uh, yeah. So just one one more thing on this, and then we can we can wrap up out of this segment but yeah the the whole mike leach tweet he's had some players already uh announced that they're entering the portal we have um a lot more time on their hands obviously so a lot more time to think about these kinds of things um hopefully we go for one of them uh defensive linemen so uh, fabian lovett guy we, we recruited put some time into and has a really good relationship with the coaches uh with our need for experience on the defensive line so uh It'll be interesting he, to see if he's he was really, he was really good last year too. So I think mean, adding him to the team would be would be great. Yeah, started eleven yeah. games as a redshirt freshman. 
So, um, you know, obviously, ready. he was going to start for them this year, too. So, uh, would be a good addition for years of, which... of eligibility. He was with uh, when when Mullen came over, like, in, in that right. 2018 class. Yeah, I remember he was, there was, like, it felt like a dozen different, like, defensive linemen that we were sort of, like, in the picture with towards the end of that recruiting cycle. And then it's, like, we didn't really land any of them. And some of them have worked out and some of them haven't. Yeah, but uh, it'd be nice to get a second crack at one of those guys. Get some experience. Um, do we have a do we have an intro for this this next segment? Yeah, I don't think we do. I should do. I should put something together because it we always end up doing like a culture corner type of thing. Yeah, I got I got one. It's really original, actually. Like okay, culture corner, culture corner. <laughs> how about culture, culture corner? <laughs> Podcast right, business. Right. What's the business? <laughs> oh crap! Did I steal that? Oh man! I think you did. I think yeah, that's we're, literally we're the exact. Yeah, we're we're trying to be original here. So, uh, yeah. well, well, let's. Why don't we do it? Let's let's do let's sing Culture Corner like that. And I swear <laughs> to fucking Christ, if you hang me out to dry, I, I, I'm 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 gonna not ever release this, and I'm gonna blow up this whole thing. <laughs> I really don't want to do this, though. <laughs> are we doing it? All right, let's let's do this. All what right, are how are we doing? We're singing Culture Corner. Let oh, lead geez. us off. Lead us. All right. All right. One, two, three. Culture Corner. Culture What's Corner. Culture? What? Culture. What's culture? that culture? Corner. For the culture. Super culture. We should figure out the words. <laughs> we don't ever figure anything out. Why would we do that? You're right. Um, you're right. All right. Who's got some culture for us? I do. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got stuff. But hammer. Go ahead. First of all, first of all, did you guys see Invisible Man yet? Yes. What did you think? I thought it was excellent. I, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. It was. Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan of scary movies, but this was a good combination of just not weird scariness, just more suspense, and it was uh, it was very just well done all around. So I liked it. Uh, yeah, I still haven't seen it. Um, I haven't gotten around to that one yet. It's worth a watch, definitely. Even if you're not a huge scary movie fan, uh, like I said, suspenseful, but it's uh, yeah. it's a good good movie. Yeah, yeah I'm I, looking I, forward to it for sure. I enjoyed it. Um, so I did see. I have a movie I saw just the other day. Actually, two movies that I saw um, for the first time, and I also read a book. But um, I saw In Bruges. Has anyone else seen In Bruges with Colin Farrell? Long, long time ago. I liked it, but it's that, been a it while. was. Absolutely hilarious. I did not expect to to think that the, that movie to be as funny as it was. Um, I also saw the uh, the way back the Ben Affleck movie, the basketball one. Um, oh yeah, that was, that was actually really really good. I, I full disclosure, I don't really like Ben Affleck. Just not a fan of anything really wow. um, he's done. I think I, with the exception of Argo, I wasn't really a fan of a lot of the movies he starred in. I like the movies he's directed. Um, like Gone Baby Gone and stuff like that. I like those, but it's not something about Ben Affleck is just I don't know. It's just off to me. But I really did you like the uh, the biopic that he did about my life. Uh, I think it's called The Accountant. That's what you do all the time. You go around, um, you know, shooting up gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> noted noted autistic hitman's let. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> that, that movie was awesome, though. Like, I didn't yeah. see it when it came out, and then I just happened to come across it like two years later. And yeah, that movie slaps. That movie is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's good shit. Yeah. That's funny. But no, I, I, life. <laughs> no, I thought he did a good job. I actually thought that his performance in the movie made the movie, and the movie is really good. Um, so if you haven't seen it, I would definitely check it out. I think it's out on uh, streaming now because it's one of those movies that was in theaters when coronavirus like beat the shit out of cinema. And so they released it digitally on Amazon. Yep. Um, so I think you can get it now um, and watch it if you want. Um, but I also uh, read, I actually finished it. It's called Long Bright River by Liz Moore. It's a, it's like a detective book. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I had, didn't know anything going into the book. Um, one of my uh, friends recommended it to me. And then I was like, well, sure, I'll take a look at it. And then a couple of days later, I had a package from Amazon. My friend actually got it for me because they know that I'm literally sitting in my house doing nothing. And so they got me a book to read. And I finished it in like a couple of days. And it was really, really good. So definitely, definitely recommend checking it out. That's me. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Amazon and then them releasing all these, all these uh, movies early. I watched two that I really enjoyed, and I'm trying to remember the names of them. Uh, Dark Waters. <laughs> it's not been that good. I'm just kidding. Um, well, I, I don't. I watched the movie. I don't. I don't pay attention. Is that the one with Mark Ruffalo? Yeah, yeah. And it was actually I. I really enjoyed. It. I actually had no idea what it was before. Like I don't. I don't remember seeing any previews or anything. But that was about um, uh, him fighting the chemical company, and it, it was. Uh, it was it was enjoyable. I liked it. And then the, the DuPont scandal, the DuPont scandal. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Du DuPont, Teflon, all that other good stuff. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, which obviously it also pisses you off because you're like, what the fuck? They're just trying to kill me, but you know, good stuff. Entertaining. And then a uh, bombshell. <laughs> I saw that also, also very uh, entertaining. Both of those, you know, just kind of like stuff that pisses you off, but at the same time, just a well done movie. Um, those were both, uh, solid, Solid watches. Uh, have I've, we've had a lot of time to watch it. So I mean, I've watched a ton. I think we've spent probably I don't know, easily over a hundred, maybe hundred fifty dollars of just renting movies constantly. Uh, yeah. Even though we're already paying for Netflix, Amazon, and Disney Plus, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bitter or anything. It's just <laughs> right. Yeah. But um. Um. Yeah. So that's my culture. I have mostly been. I I don't think there's a whole lot of new stuff that I have seen at least like off the top of my head. I can't think of much. Um, I tried to watch Moana and you know what? It just wasn't for me. Um, and we can get into an argument about this if you want to, but it just, I didn't, it didn't pull me in. Um, I, think, I think we're all allowed to have a Disney movie that we just, just don't enjoy. Like I don't enjoy the Incredibles. Yeah, I disagree. I don't think we're allowed to have that. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, no. I mean, look, not for, Zla you, not for Zla you. Zlatan is the guy that dresses up as Elsa for Halloween and goes door to door trick or treating by himself. I would yeah. definitely be Sven if I was anybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would be one of the um, wheelchair futuristic wheelchair ridden people from <laughs> Wally. Uh, from Wally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no i've been uh like rewatching some like stuff that i know is <clears throat> excellent uh i have rewatched most of band of brothers uh for the first time in several years 
and is. it holds up. Man, it's so good. I never um, seen it. So watch it. Oh my god, oh, yeah. dude! Get, just amazing. turn everything off and go watch it right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on. Even if you don't have HBO, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, don't even finish Tiger King. Just go watch Band of Brothers. It's way better. It, yeah, HBO is releasing it for free anyway. Um, Band of Brothers. It's free to stream on HBO right now. Oh yeah, yeah, I think it's free on Amazon too. But yeah, it's it's out there. Go watch it. Go watch it right now. Um, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, go watch it. I I did watch Tiger King. Um, it was good. I don't think it's as good as the hype. You know, it was interesting, but also kind of depressing. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, I rewatched. I did my like once every six months to a year rewatching of There Will Be Blood. Um, I love that and, movie. Yeah, it's amazing as always. I actually turned on, I made a mistake as far as like my time management by turning on my Xbox and reactivating my Xbox Live account for the first time in like three or four years. Um, and so I've been playing Call of Duty very, very badly. Like just, <laughs> I'm horrible at it because it's been so long. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's that's what I've done as far as like electronic stuff. And then um, uh, I read, what did I read? I read a Cormac McCarthy book. Um, I read uh, Cities of the Plain, which was the last in his Border trilogy, I think is what they call it. Um, and that was really good. And right now I am reading The Three-Body Problem, I think is what it's called. Uh, it's this like Chinese sci-fi book that's been translated, came out a few years ago, uh, and it's pretty good so far. That sounds good. Um, I have a question. Have you read Blood Meridian? Yes. Uh, read it once, uh, read it halfway through a second time, and that's actually, I'm going to start listening to the audiobook of that at some point in the next month or two. Would you, would you suggest reading it? Because it's actually one of the books I have that I own that I actually haven't started reading yet. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I would 100% suggest it. Um, it's very different. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've read any Cormac McCarthy, like if you've read The Road. Mm -hmm. I read The Road um, and uh, the book that uh, No Country Old Men was based off of. I think it's called. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I mean, it's. I was just curious violent. because cause, cause they said it's essentially unfilmable. And yeah. Um, I was curious. Yeah, I, I, was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, this thing's unfilmable. Um, because allegedly David Fincher wants to make a movie about it now. Um, boy, yeah, that would be. And, I mean, I would watch it. And he's apparently getting Cormac McCarthy and Gillian Flynn, who wrote um, Gone Girl and wrote the mm -hmm. movie Gone Girl with David Fincher, are apparently teaming up with David Fincher to write the screenplay to see if they can make it work. Um, and so that that piqued my interest because. I, don't know, I just never read the book, and then I saw it the other day that David Fincher's looking into doing it. Um, but uh, actually, I wanted to mention one more thing. I watched The Outsider on HBO. Um, oh yeah, and that was an incredible miniseries. It's only ten episodes. It's the only ten episodes they're going to make. It's based off a Stephen King book called The Outsider. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I watched that. Wait, what was that one again? I'm trying to remember. I think I think I did watch that. Um, I don't, I don't want to give it away, but. Uh... Isn't uh, Ben Mendel Ben Mendel shit. Ben Mendelsohn? Yeah. Is? Mm -hmm. that doesn't help me at all. Okay, um, it's yeah. about um, it's got Jason Bateman in it. Yes, yes, it'll yeah, yep, yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I actually I really enjoyed that. 
That's probably one of the best miniseries I've seen in a long time because it had the perfect amount of suspense while still like it's, it's like a very realistic sci-fi horror show if that makes sense like extremely realistic as possible as possible for subject matter so, and i really um, i really did enjoy it but man it gives me heart pains to hear you mention best miniseries of all time without having seen uh, band of I, brothers so. i didn't say best miniseries of all time <laughs> I, I didn't say of all time if i said all time, you, well, just, correct, you just said, said up there or just a very good I said, series yeah. I, said, I said it's one of the best miniseries i've ever seen because i haven't seen all of them yet though so i Fair haven't enough. watched band of brothers yet so i, have, yeah. I can't i can't um, I will. I will definitely make sure I watch the entirety of Band of Brothers before we do the next podcast, so I can give you guys my feedback on that. Um, is there? Uh, do we? Uh, is there any discussion of um, Tiger King? Like, is that a worthwhile discussion to have? I mean, yeah, we could talk about it for a second. I'll. I'll just say my thoughts on it quickly, and we could all try yeah. that out. But yeah, I mean, I, I. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. But I mean, I enjoyed it. It's really memeable, which is nice. Uh, and I, sure. I would watch the follow up. It's the kind of thing where it just it had so much hype. It's hard to live up to that. And if I had just come across it on my own and watched it, I'd have been like, man, this is amazing. Like, I'm sure the first few people who watched it did. But right. you know, it's not going to be some uh, memorable, like classic or anything. But um, yeah, I don't, even think, I don't even think Netflix thought it was going to be as big as it is right now because um, there was like no hype for it. <laughs> I right. mean, obviously Netflix doesn't doesn't really know how to hype any of their stuff most of the time anyway. Um like I'm a huge fan of um Ultra Carbon and I had no idea Ultra Carbon season two came out until I saw it was on the front page of my Netflix the day it came out and I was like, the fuck? Like when when was this announced? Um but uh I mean I've watched the first episode of Tiger King, um and I liked the first episode and I heard it gets you Steven crazy here. So I'm looking forward to finishing uh, the documentary, um, but uh, I don't know. It's definitely different. It's a it's, it's definitely a different documentary for for sure. It's um, you know, yeah, a lot of interesting the, people. It's it's good, but it's not it's not like making a murderer good like that. You know that for me was like the the uh, like true crime miniseries that was like so far head and shoulders above everything else. Yeah, the um, f- finding out that uh, that Carol Baskin lives in Tampa, I can confidently say that it's very fitting and um, the perfect place for a person like that to live. So, so uh, ask then: Did Carol Baskin feed her husband to the tigers? I don't. I don't think she fed him to the tigers, but I think she killed him. I, I think the correct the correct uh, way to say it is: Did that bitch Carol Baskin kill her husband? <laughs> and I, and I <laughs> And and my answer is yes. That bitch Carol Baskin killed her husband. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. That's funny. Let's wrap it up. I gotta go make dinner. Okay. All right. Um. Well, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Uh, be well. Wash your hands. Wear a mask if you go out in public. Um, don't eat assholes of strangers. You'll get pink eye. Yeah, that too. Uh, all right. I think and that's it. Sh- Go go vote in the uh, the bracket. Oh yeah, yeah. Subreddit. If you're, I thought you were gonna get off political on us right there. I was yeah. like, oh man, <laughs> he's really gonna go there. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out like <laughs> what are, what like what vote is coming up for people who would be listening to this. <laughs> I, know, I was like, I'm um, hitting this shit hard. Uh, no, go vote on the subreddit. It's the top um, Florida Gators athlete of the 21st century. 
Um, round of 32 started voting today, um, and it goes all the way through Wednesday. And uh, definitely, uh, definitely vote if uh, if you want to be participating in that, and if you actually want to win the prize, which is um, red platinum and custom flare for the sub, uh, you got to fill out a bracket. I sent a link to it on the post and send it to me or external tangents so we can keep a copy of it. And then uh, if you have the best bracket, you win. So it's kind of like March Madness, but I'm not giving away any money. So, um, but yeah, if you're interested, go do that. Um, if you're not interested. Um, fuck you, and uh, have a great day. All right. Go Gators. Go Gators. Gators. Our conflicts in the great day may shall not prevent our victory if we but strive and watch and pray like soldiers in the good old way. But I have a sweet hope and glory in this night. I have a sweet hope and glory in this night. But I know I am, and I feel I have a sweet hope of glory in my soul. Though Satan may his powers employ our Yet never fear we'll gain the day by marching in the good old way. For I have a sweet hope and glory in this song. I have a sweet hope and glory in this song.